Why, hello there. <laughs> Welcome to Life on Track, the podcast all about the soundtracks of our lives and the stories behind them. I am your host, JB. Hello, welcome again. If you have been here before, if you haven't, welcome for the first time. This podcast, we just talk about the music that shaped our lives, and it really gives a really neat platform to talk about just the stories of our lives, and uh, I love it. I really have been having fun. Today's guest is Amy Fox, who is kind of an old friend through some acquaintances, like friend of a friend who became almost like a sibling in some ways. We kind of talk about it a little bit. And she also is an amazing jewelry designer, which is not a world I know a lot about, but her jewelry is beautiful. You can look it up so you can kind of see what, what she's talking about at the beginning at Iron Oxide Designs on Instagram or ironoxidedesigns.com. Again, I just love the song picks. I love like how people's picks will sometimes will parallel with my life and sometimes are just like, whoa, I never have heard this song before and it's so exciting. If you've never heard this podcast before, I'm going to go over the categories of how we pick the soundtracks of our lives real quick, and then you can be thinking about what you might pick for these. So the categories we use or the main ones are something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue. Once again, it doesn't have anything to do with weddings, but we do talk about her wedding a little bit in this episode. She got married to an amazing guy named Joe, so when his name comes up, that's who we're talking about. But the song categories mean this, something old. It's a song that when you hear it, it takes you back to a time in your youth. Let's talk about that time. Something new. What are you listening to now? Why? Something borrowed, one of my faves, is a song or an artist you would not know if it wasn't for someone important or of influence in your life. Talk about the song and the person. And then Something Blue is a song that you associate with a time of pain or loss or growth or change. And it either helped you through that time or it just sort of like brings you back to that time in your life. And then I also give them a chance to pick a wild card song, which is a song that doesn't necessarily fit into the categories, but they just really want to talk about that song. And again, I say this every week, but this is honestly true. I was in love with the choices that Amy makes today, except for maybe one, which you'll see, like, because uh, I have my own history um, with struggling with this artist, but you'll have to wait and see what it is. But yeah. If you want to look up the jewelry that she designed, go check it out. Uh, but without further ado, let's jump into my interview with Amy Fox. How are you? Good. I'm, re I'm recording now. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> uh, let's get the awkwardness in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I have on the horn a uh, celestial jewelry maker and owner and operator of Iron Oxide Designs, Amy Fox. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's good to see you. Great to see you. Um, how's your day? It's good. I've just been um, doing a bunch of chores. I've been trying to find wallpaper on Etsy and okay. it's uh, there's a lot of wallpaper on Etsy. <laughs> yeah. You have a new house. I mean, I do. Yeah. 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 I bought a house. It's, it's wild. That's, that's amazing. It yeah. is amazing. Yeah. It feels like I rented. I, I just think of like how many houses I could have bought with all the money that I rented <laughs> with for the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. But, and then, you know. And then are you, you're, you're making a studio or you have a studio in the house now? Yeah. I'm in the studio right now. Yeah. It's sparkly. Ooh, it's sparkly and pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's, it's really the, the best thing about the house for me. Yeah. <laughs> And this is the, this is where iron oxide comes to life now. Yeah. I like working from home. Um, cause I don't, I feel like I have to remove the barriers to do anything that is like remotely hard. And so it's like, I don't even have to like get dressed to come here, <laughs> just work in my pajamas a lot, Yeah, <laughs> but it, it works, you know, <laughs> now I, I feel like I know for anyone <laughs> listening, me and Amy definitely know each other. We've, we've, <laughs> we've been like friends from like mutual friends for a long time and like uh and now I feel weird because I have like interview questions <laughs> That's I know I was like oh this is JB knows a lot of this <laughs> but no but yeah it, it'll be interesting because like I want to ask some stuff about iron oxide that maybe I don't know okay um uh, yeah like what you, you talk about it being like sustainable jewelry can you tell me about what that means 
Yeah. Um, so right now, actually, I just found a source um, that is third party certified fair mind gold. Um, and so they like work really closely with the miners. They make sure that like everyone is like getting paid. And basically, it's just like any industry. There's like a really bad way to do it that makes a lot of money for the people in charge. And that's the way that a lot of things are done in jewelry. And so for a long time, I wasn't even working with gold, but I'm like kind of moving more into engagement stuff and like a lot of like bridal jewelry, which I didn't know that I was going to like so much, but I, I really enjoy it because it's like I get the time to like focus and be creative about just one project for a little while. And it's and I get to work with like exciting stuff. So that's been um really fun to kind of transition into that. And then like the other part of it is where gemstones come from, like same thing, like diamonds are a scam. Just like I have a blog post if anyone's interested on my website about <laughs> how bad the diamond industry is. And like I think we all kind of know that just like um but like as I was like researching it to write this blog post, I just like kept being like what the fuck <laughs> like out loud just like the, the like practice of creating scarcity where they just had like warehouses full of diamonds and they would only release like so many every year so that they could keep the prices oh, really wow. really high and it's just like diamonds like the majority of diamonds are not conflict free and so i i would say like if you want to wear a diamond um a good way to do it is like use a diamond from like your grandmother's old ring or like a you know piece of jewelry that you have in your family i do a lot of like taking old jewelry apart melting down the metal and then like redesigning it and using those same materials so it's like reusing and then i work with a lot of um uh like lab grown like moissanite is a really good option um because it's almost as hard as a diamond it's really durable and it's like super sparkly and gorgeous um but it's like there's no mining involved at all and it's just way better overall because you know like, I don't know, it's just like hard to really conceive about like wearing something that, you know, was like produced by like slave labor in conflict zones. And like, right. it's just so bizarre that that's like our, our cultures. Um, I don't know. And that's generally like the rule and not the exception that like most people don't know the story of like where their gemstone comes from. And so I'm like, I, I work with a company up in Washington that, um, does like mind to market tracing where it's like, you know, the whole story of like who cut the gym, who dug it, who processed it. And oh, like, cool. how, yeah, so I could go on and on, but um, yeah, it's like, it's cool to see the industry changing some. And it's um, I think it's like anything. It's just like, you have to have customer demand and um, the more people that ask for something, the more we're going to see of it. Um, Cause it's a hole in the market. Do you have a favorite, you were talking about like melting down like old jewelry or whatever. Do you have a favorite story or like custom piece that you've made? I do. I Well, I mean, I made um, my husband, Joe, <laughs> you know, Joe. I do know Joe. I saw <laughs> I Joe made, singing karaoke a couple of I know. <laughs> <laughs> I sent him that picture and I was like, I got people looking at you because <laughs> <laughs> um, I was out of town, but um, yeah, I made his wedding ring from my dad's old wedding ring and um, my mom was like, do you want to use this? And I was like, yeah, I really do. And it was, it's cool. Like, I think that if like you have, I don't know, just like any sort of belief of like objects, like kind of like holding like psychic energy or like, right. you know, the same idea of like wearing a diamond that was like mined by a child, like it feels bad, but like the right. idea of like having something that like has been like passed down in your family and like carries some of the like energy of your ancestors and the people who wore it every single day. Like that really gets me. That's yeah. like emotional for me. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, we, I mean, we might get there later or through different conversations, but like um, it's significant that it was your father's yeah. ring because, yeah. um, and one of the things we first connected on, like in being friends was losing our dads at yeah. like a hard age and um, yeah. a young age and that's really interesting that yeah that your dad got to be involved in yeah how long have you been doing iron oxide now mm. um like since 2010 yeah so a minute <laughs> yeah were you just out of like college or was it like, yeah who, who like was the decision maker to like start <laughs> making jewelry um well I so like I right after I graduated college um my dad passed away and 
my dad was always like the person in my life who, um, I mean, made a lot of decisions for me, but like helped me make decisions and like had, you know, a lot of, um, experience in like career stuff and how to navigate what to do next and like what sort of things to do that could like prepare you for the next step. And so that transition for me, I feel like it just, I fell off the rails of like, I graduated college in 2009. So it was like recession. I like couldn't even get hired at like an ice cream shop when I moved to Portland. I was like, oh my God. And I I was like a cute girl. Like I was was on the peak. I was just like, shit, if I can't sell ice cream with a a bachelor's of fine art. (laughs) So I just, um, you know, needed something to do. And I just started making jewelry and Etsy was new at the time. And everyone was like, you should make an Etsy. And it was so um, small. There was like such little competition that it was really um, right. rewarding and fun. And it was like, I'm going to make art anyway. And to like, actually like be able to somewhat support myself with it is really, it was um, super exciting at the yeah, time. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good transition too. talking about yeah. <laughs> college or like oh, totally, yeah. back, um, to maybe start digging into some of the songs. Um, yeah we'll go in this order let's do start with something old do you want to tell us what it is yeah it's um it's one of my favorite pixies songs that um unfortunately is not on the chopsticks roster (laughs) which may or may like may have saved me some from some embarrassment at some point because i (laughs) always wanted to sing the song at chopsticks but it's a little intense um a lot of like screeching (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah i so i got um a Pixies CD when I was, when I turned 17 and I, I was really into Nirvana when I was a young person. And I remember reading that the Pixies were Kurt Cobain's favorite band. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to check them out. And I just got so into them. My um, half brother, who's like 18 years older than me, he was into the Pixies too. So it felt like cool to connect with him on something that like we both shared. And um, yeah. And I, I just like got pretty obsessed. I would say that like, if I, like if I ever talk about music, like it's like Pixies is like my number one. Um, Cause I think it like has, it it checks a lot of boxes of like melodic, but like it also reaches like some intensity. Um, And lyrically it's just like surreal like I don't know what most of the songs are about (laughs) yeah like particularly this one there's some like magical realism happening where you're just like I think he's turning into an elk like I don't know like let's listen to a little bit of it that repent uh, yeah <laughs> yeah because you're right yeah like it, it goes from that melodic mm-hmm. kind of thing that like moms can like this to like that yeah. where like mom's <laughs> like what is this um <laughs> yeah i can't remember how much if my mom enjoyed the pixies or not i think she liked my weezer phase a lot more <laughs> yeah mom's love here comes your man um oh yeah oh yeah but that song is about infidelity too so yeah. <laughs> here comes your husband is like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That is a great song, though. And I, yeah, that was the CD that I got was, um, oh, God, what's the name of it? The Monkey's Gone to Heaven one. And then yeah. this one is a, a later one, but or an earlier CD, I think. But And yeah, you know, I've seen the Pixies a couple of times. It's not a great show. Like, I will say that. Like, it seems like they know what they're doing. They go through the lineup really fast they play all the songs that you want to hear yeah but they don't like talk at all in between and um it feels very formulaic and like i get it make the money like 
but it's, it's not the experience that I would want, you know, And I, I did cry the last time I went to a Pixies concert. So it's still doing something for it's still me. Still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The songs are still in there. But yes. yeah, but it um yeah, I feel like with the Pixies, like it's really interesting that you kind of like got to them through like Kurt Cobain, like mentioning because mm-hmm. I, I remember like maybe later hearing that um and being like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like I hear yeah. it's like it, into a degree, like these lyrics are really weird, but like to a degree, like I uh, the Pixies seem to have inspired a lot of artists that take that formula and I I feel like add a lot more meaning to it like if you mm-hmm. listen to a Nirvana song it can sound it sounds like a Pixies song but like he sang s- seemingly so much more a lot of times um than maybe that they were but uh yeah it's I'd say it's like it's less accessible like yeah I remember like reading some of the lyrics and I mean maybe as an adult I would be able to like get into it a little bit more but it's a lot of like yeah real surrealist imagery and like and I don't know I think that's like sometimes I feel like I pursue music that's like really lyric driven and then other times I just want the feeling you know and right which is what pixies can do yeah so when you hear like caribou or this Mm. record like it does it does it transport you to that time absolutely yeah I had a like a disc man that had a cassette tape on a cord plugged into the tape player of my like my minivan that I drove around and I remember like driving around town with my friend Chris and just like screeching along to the lyrics (laughs) (laughs) and like um yeah and that was like I don't know my when I turned 17 I actually had broken up with um a like abusive bad relationship that I had from when I was 15 to 17 and we broke up like a month before I turned 17. I got my braces off. And, yeah, you're um, <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, and I got contacts and I just like had like a little, like my first glow up ever. And I was just like, oh, fuck that. Like, I'm not doing that anymore. And it was so, yeah, the Pixies really for me, like take me to this place of like the first time that I really like found my identity a little bit of like, I'm just like weird surreal art girl and like have you seen Donnie Darko very like (laughs) very high on my own supply (laughs) yeah but it's like it's still like early MySpace days and like you got to do like the selfies with like the camera that you have to hook up to the computer to get the photos off of and like yeah I'm like a pretty bad like um photo early photoshop offender like I had Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like took all, all these pictures of my friends and myself and just like took all the color out of it, but then like put the color back in our blue eyes or like dyed hair or something. And it's just like, it's atrocious to, <laughs> to look at, but I would love to see it now. I wish I had access to my old MySpace profile. Oh yeah. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you, it was like that time, like, I know we kind of like novel novel novelize novelty <laughs> out of that out of that like yeah that like kind of indie art girl thing but like, yeah the time when the world wasn't so all interconnected like yeah it, it was just it felt so original and it was because you were still like making your own identity out of it. that's really cool that's yeah. an interesting time to go back to god oh uh, yeah um, it's I just got invited to my 20-year high school reunion and uh and I went down a rabbit hole of looking at all of everyone's Facebook page and it like I look at it and it's like I'm from like western Colorado and I do I was like I didn't just like I was weird like I don't look like these people and like I certainly look like very many um 30 somethings in Portland like I'm not like right. <laughs> I'm not like saying I, I just I don't know it was bizarre to see it was just like of course I was miserable like I just didn't fit in at all here and my politics were like developing and it was just so yeah like I think um we've talked about this before like being a young person and like finding like solace in music and like community even if it's just you and your headphones like yeah yeah and then I think yeah and like to think about I mean some of those people might not live in that area anymore either but like they still a lot of people like still continue on that path and you yeah. found the pixies path to take you to Portland <laughs> and like yeah um get you here uh yeah. 
all right, let's, yeah, let's jump ahead to you being able to be yourself to uh, <laughs> something new. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so you picked uh, Small Town Boy, and it's <laughs> the Orville Peck cover of it. Yeah. Let's listen to it a little. You leave in the morning with everything you want in a little black case. Alone on the platform, the wind and the rain on a side. Lonely face Your mama will never understand why you had to leave But the answers you seek will never be found at home The love that you need will never be found at home Good, man. That's such a. I I was completely unaware of this cover until I saw your list, and so thank you. And then yeah. tell me, uh, <laughs> tell me how this came to you. I love. You. I love the original. Um, and uh, I think I I first was introduced to this song on Glow. Do you remember that show about like yeah. women's pro wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> um, and like it's funny because i feel like this song was an interestingly like perfect segue from what we were just talking about um of like being in a small town that doesn't understand you certainly like with sexuality and like what you know being in a small town that's like possibly dangerous for you um and yeah i i came across orville peck in the last couple of years and I just love, I just love him so much. And I think part of it is because he's just like beautiful. Like it's, it's interesting, like this like convergence of like fashion and music, which like they're always have been together, but um, he just does it so well. And like, it's funny that he's Canadian too. So it's like, he's like oh, yeah. cosplaying as Canadian like, cowboy. Yeah. Oh my God. It's hot. It's it's so hot. But, and also you're not even seeing him. I know. Yeah. I, it's just I, so interesting. You're like, he's beautiful, but it's like, we're only seeing his eyes. That's uh, all I need. That you photoshopped <laughs> and then you can make him black and white, his eyes blue in Photoshop. Oh no. <laughs> but well, um, and isn't that like all we want is just like the, uh, the shape of somebody to just like project our ideal yeah. image on it. Yeah, and I, I love the bit too. I think it's cool to like preserve your anonymity, like while having a successful music career. Like I could see that yeah. being um, ideal. <laughs> if anyone's and, not familiar, like Orville Peck, yeah, like he wears like fringe over his the bottom half of his face, right? And, like a yeah, like a yeah, yeah. Um, it's like kind of fetishy. Like it looks yeah. really like sexy and. Um, uh, and then like, so I do have like, I don't know, it's funny because it's like saying that I really don't like my hometown, but like my mom is from Kansas. I have a lot of like country roots. Um, and the other top choice for um, the something new for me would be Margot Price. I've been listening to a lot of her recently okay. and like same sort of thing of like country sound, but um, with like further left politics for, for right. her in her case and like probably for his, I assume, but um just like yeah seeing like being able to enjoy this kind of music without like being like oh i just don't know if i ever want to google dwight yokum and right randy travis like yeah and i just want to enjoy the music and not not know who they're donating to (laughs) yeah but then yeah like orville peck is very openly gay and Mm -hmm. um and yeah embracing yeah, some of that root music, like yeah. kind of stuff, like but from where who you are now, like yeah, that really like full circles on that song, totally like, about like leaving your hometown, <laughs> but like it's just you know it's tied to some of that sound that maybe like if you know if you had heard like some country song at the time you were listening to Pixies, you wouldn't. Yeah, no, I don't think I would embraced you know? it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's super interesting to go back to that yeah and this cover is so good and like I like what you like what you said about fashion I think what's interesting about him and about maybe some other artists that are doing that is a lot of you know it kind of has that Ziggy Stardust kind of yeah like take on a persona feeling but like for it to be being done by like 
smaller artist like like he did that from seemingly the start and like uh was an indie artist playing like smaller yeah. venues and like but to embrace this full like I'm gonna put on this persona and this uh, yeah super interesting and I just I just love seeing people really like embrace something and just go like full sparkle like just really shine and like do something that's like bold and like original and um it's just cool and I, I don't know I feel like sometimes in Portland I just I wish that I had more opportunities to like dress up more, <laughs> yeah. you know, wear something like really crazy, but you know, yeah, you, you have gotta just good... make those opportunities. <laughs> yeah. You have good outfits. You have really good outfits. I'd say thank you're very you. fashionable. I think of you as very fashionable, <laughs> oh, even if you're dressed by Target today. Like uh, <laughs> you, yeah. Um, thank you. You figure it out. And like, it was easy for me to hear this song and imagine you in one of your cowboy hats. And, uh... mm. oh, and just like, man, this is such a good dance song too. I feel like that's a lot of my music these days too, is just kind of, um, something that just like, I want to, I listen to a lot of like more electronic stuff too, but I didn't think that that was going to be as interesting to like share. <laughs> I kind of was like, what do I want? Like someone to discover that they may have not listened to before. And I yeah. like, um, I think everyone's listened to the Pixies at this point, but <laughs> But if not, check them out. <laughs> no. <yeah. laughs> what if you just turned on some 16-year-old to the Pixies? That would be amazing. Oh, somebody somebody out there. That fulfill my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's still happening. Um, yeah. yeah, this is fun. Geeking out. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's do something borrow, which is one of my favorite categories. because This one was the hardest one for me. I'll explain why, but the, and this is yeah. a weird one. <laughs> but to get, yeah, to get a person and a song is, is yes. the best. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, do you want to do you want to hear it first or do you want to tell me first? Let's hear it first. All right. This is Kisses Sweeter Than Wine by Jimmy Rogers. Well, when I was a young man and never been kissed, I got to thinking it over how much I had missed. So I got me a girl and I kissed her and then and then. Oh, Lordy, well, I kissed her again because she had kisses sweeter than wine. She had Mm-mm, kisses sweeter than the wine Sweeter than wine Well, I asked her to marry and be my sweet wife I told her we'd be so happy for the rest of her life I begged her and I pleaded like a natural man And in the whoops, oh lordy, well, she gave me her hand Because she had kisses sweeter than wine She had mm-mm, kisses sweeter than the wine <laughs> All right. And the story goes from there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about this. <laughs> so uh, let's see. First, like I struggled with this category so much because I was thinking about it. And like, I, I think the songs that get there, the, the music that gets introduced to you when you're younger, you kind of like just absorb it. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I've always been listening to that, right. <laughs> even though um, you just don't remember the source. And so then I was thinking about like mix CDs of like who made mixes for me. Uh, and like, I was just like, oh my God, the only people who have introduced me to music are like my ex-boyfriends and like, oh, sure. that's like, I don't want to, you know, boring. Um, and then I also like, didn't want to talk about Joe. Joe's introduced me to a lot of music, but it was like, boring I don't want to be like that person who like gets married and only talks about so my husband, husband. I, <laughs> like, I mean I, I wondered if it was gonna be but okay, no good. no good. no he's got good taste but his tastes are different than mine <laughs> um Joe, yeah Joe is like a band guy like band geek guy so like he uh listens to a lot of like more like um like instrumentally technical music that like uh, okay it's like kind of funk inspired I, I like it but it's different um uh, let's see. So then, and then the other thing that I was realizing is that most of my music influences come from movies. Like, I, I feel like going through my playlists, I'm like, oh, this is from Garden State. This yeah. one's, you know, like just every movie um, is, and like TV, you know, I was thinking about Stranger Things when that Kate Bush song got huge last summer. Just like, yeah, like film really influences us. And then lastly, the other source is karaoke, is like going to karaoke and seeing each other, like sing all these songs. Um, I, there was a couple I was like, oh, but I don't want to tell JB this story because they already know it. Like, of just like, where you sing a song and then the next couple of weeks your friend tries it and it's like, yeah. 
and the joke of like, that's my song. Like it's all of our songs. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, so I went to the source, this is from my mom. And I, and okay. I think that like our parents really, for me, my parents like had a lot of music around the house, um, and old records and stuff that I was getting into. And this is actually from her dad. So I texted her about this as I was going through songs yesterday. And I was like, what's the story on this song again? Cause I know it's from you. And she was like, Oh, this is like, was my dad's favorite song. And I actually have a spooky experience about it. And I was like, what? Tell me. Oh, and so I was like, call me. I need to know. And she said that, um, so she's from Kansas and we, um, we didn't live there ever, but she grew up there and all, all of her family is from there. And so her, her dad passed away when she was probably about my age now, maybe a, like a year older, but, um, and she said that she, it was like close after his passing and she was driving around and she was within like a mile of this like tiny cemetery in the middle of nowhere where he's buried. And this song came on the radio and the song is from like the thirties or the forties. Like yeah. it's an old song and it's not a radio song. Yeah. And she said that it just like totally just like came out of the ether and just was wow. like, just took her out, you know, like just like that happens when you have something like that, where it really like catches you and catches you off guard. And I think that's like something really common with losing somebody is that we have these like um, little symbols that we like associate with, with them and take on. And then when you see it out in the world, you're kind of just like, Oh, and it's a, it's just yeah. like an odd little Absolutely. personal thing. And I think a lot of it obviously is like the meaning that we attribute to these things. But I do think that like, there are things that happen like that, that are just so weird and like special, you know? Yeah. And I think music, I mean, for me and probably for you, like knowing that you love music too, like, it's just, that is a huge one for like how those things like manifest or when you like feel like, okay, this is yeah. spooky or this is real. And that's super interesting. Even that, I mean, that's that you pick the song and then you backtrack it and there's a whole story yeah. um, from your mom. That's like, not only what did you get it from her, she got it from him. Like, that's really interesting. Well, and then when I think about that within the context of the lyrics of this song, it's yeah. like, it goes on to where he's like, we got married, we had kids, we worked and then our kids had kids. And then we had a bunch of grandkids. And it's just like this idea of like generational stuff. And then I was thinking about like generational trauma of just like, yes. it all just like starts somewhere. And then, we pass it down. And so it's so like the idea that I'm listening to this song now that like her dad listened to when he was younger. It's like interesting to think about of just the meanings that music carries and like, and also just like the ways that like music can help us really access feelings, like mm -hmm. particularly around grief, like it was just like take you there immediately. And so it's, I don't know. Look at you doing your own transition into your something blue. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boy, and I had to temper it down. My my true something blue. I will. I was like, your I true don't, blue. My true blue is Casimir Pulaski Day by Sufjan Stevens. But I was okay. like, I'm not gonna. I tried to. I like can't listen to it unless I need to cry. And I was like, I'm not gonna okay. cry on the podcast. So there's that's the true blue. But here's another good blue. <laughs> okay. Let's let's listen to a little bit of it, and then we'll talk about it. My. I bet I'm losing dogs. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a Mitski fan? Um, I I am. I just like I can't. I haven't like. I always I always love it when I hear it, and mm. it's just something I for some reason have never like 
sat delved in. into. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm, this was another reminder of like, I just need to like de dedicate some time to like yeah. digging in. No, um, she's really good. She, yeah. I, um, I love this song because it's so, it's just like really overt. Like there's no nuance in the lyrics of just like, it's just like, I know what I'm doing. Uh, this, I know that this is a bad idea. I'm going to do it anyway. And the, like the tender, like beginning of that song of like mm -hmm. my baby, my baby, it just like, it's so, it's really like hi hypnotic, like of just the, like, right. you can just really get so into your own idea of like how important something is or how special it is. Even when like in your gut, you're like, this is a bad mm -hmm. call. I don't need to be doing this, but yeah to me like yeah to me this song means um but yeah listening to it um i listened to it last night and at first i was like oh this is from my perspective like me realizing that like the sometimes the people i like spend so much time on it's like it's it's a lost effort for me mm. and then um and then reverse, I also started thinking of like, I'm the losing dog. Like, I'm, oh, <laughs> but anyway, I want to hear like, does it, is it associated with a certain time for you? Yeah. Oh man. It's associated with like a tough time that you were privy to. I feel like you were there, boy, just like 2016, 2017, mm -hmm. just like a lot of like really trying to like figure it out, dating a lot of dating too much I would say like just trying to like hanging all of my hopes on every date you know just like getting way too interested and like falling in love in every direction and yeah. um and really getting caught up in like a couple of like one bad and then also just like just not great relationships relationships that like ultimately did more damage than they were fun and like yeah um yeah this so yeah this whole album is incredible um and it's very sad you know there's a lot of it um and the album is called puberty too and it's like yeah it's I don't know and that's really for me it felt like I was just like in my like early 30s just like really struggling to still figure it out and um and you know I'm grateful for that time I did like some 12-step work and um, dabbled in sobriety. I went to karaoke sober a bunch and it was fun. I loved it. And, um, and really just, um, looked at a lot of my stuff head on. And after that, like, cause I think I reached a point where I was just like, this is just toxic. I have to like, not, um, open myself up to like being hurt so deeply and right. like without, you know, I just like needed to be better at um listening to like my own gut feelings and then like knowing to walk away I think that's like what she like doesn't do in this song where she's just like I know this is bad but I paid for my place at the ring I'm gonna sit here and watch and like this is like not going in a good direction and I think there's like that I think we all experience that of like we know what the right choice is we know what the healthy choice is but we don't make that next step of actually doing it. And like that, I was stuck in that place for a long time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I bet on losing dogs. Like, yeah, it's just like, I already put my money down. I'm already in here. And it's yeah. so hard to walk away from. And also like, I mean, that, I think, yeah, it's an adult singing. Uh, I mean, it's adult with an album called Puberty. And like, I do think like early 30s or like late 20s, like it's mm -hmm. that second puberty. It's that, um you know, like I always think of the beginning of the movie Say Anything um, with John Cusack. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, but they're like, his friends are telling him not to pursue this relationship. And they're like, you're going to get hurt. And he's like, I want to get hurt. And that's like, <laughs> that's the first, like, that's like, like the key line that launches you into the movie. And like, that's what it feels like to be a teenager. But then I feel like, and maybe, you know, I, even Portland is like, I used to say it's a college town for adults um, yeah. where it does have that second wind of puberty that like maybe the, you know, people that are, are going to go to your 20 year reunion 
may have had a very different experience in their in their early 30s because they're already having kids or like doing the the thing yeah Um, it makes me like I just I don't understand like how people like what it's like to have children before you've like had your like crisis of self and like come to terms with who that person is and like figured out because I think what you said about like the line of like I want to get hurt like I for me I love my sad songs I romanticized pain for Mm -hmm. so long and like just really like I'm here I'm looking my losing dog right in the eye and like this is where I want to be like it's because if it wasn't maybe I would be making different choices to not be here and I, I think like there's I don't know like I for me I had to really like pull myself out of that a little bit and it actually okay here's a funny story when we were trying to figure out what song we wanted for our first dance I kept like suggesting all of these songs that were really sentimental to me and at some point Joe's like Amy I don't know if you realize this but these are all sad songs <laughs> like this isn't really yeah. supposed to be a sad moment and I was like I no, but oh my God. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. I was like dealing with like depression and like constantly listening to sad music. And it just really like surprised me to like have that, like, you know, have that reflected back to me to like understand it of like, oh, I didn't even realize that I was doing that. Yeah, no, (laughs) absolutely. Like, I mean, I think that is like a, maybe a silent connecting point that we always had or like, um, yeah, like when I think of a song, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like that first dance is like a sentimental moment. And like in my head, sentimental, oh, sad. Like yes. sentimental is sad yeah. to me because that's what I've done. Like that's how I programmed my brain over the I years. Know. Um, I know. You know, and like, yeah, glorifying like pain or sadness, but like, yeah. But then, yeah, the, the, the coming into yourself and like realizing like, yeah, that's part of me, but that's yeah. what feeling is. Feeling isn't sadness and like, so it is exciting to see you like experiencing joy and like, yeah. Um, yeah, to have all this going on. And uh, I love that. And I, yeah, I love that relationship for you. It's interesting thinking about, you said like 2016, 17 for this time, like I can remember and now I'm going to like dig back, but I have, it's like a, I think it's just an Instagram story from that time. It was like early Instagram story times. And I remember it's a photo of you. We just, me and you went to chopsticks. Um, oh, and like that was kind of a rare occasion. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the whole drunken group. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a photo of you out on the patio smoking. Oh, and I, just, and I remember it says, <laughs> uh, "Sorry, mom," uh, but it says, uh, "It says thank God for Amy Fox." I remember, oh. like, I remember. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig it up. I like I please I'm send me that. I would love positive to that. that that exists. I'll have to like dig <laughs> in my stories, but um. But I remember writing that and like that was a connecting mm-hmm. point and like, yeah, and I absolutely was not going through the exact same thing you were at that time, but it was still like a crisis of self and like, yeah. and like, what am I doing? What do I really want? And like, yeah. Well, I got to say like karaoke on a Wednesday night, it sounds bad, but it's wonderful. You just yeah. like you get to sing those sad songs and you get to like experiment with moments of music that are like really incredible but they're not like Shania Twain crowd pleasers everyone's dancing like you want like you it's like a cool time to like explore a little bit musically and like I mean you used to call my song sad sexy (laughs) it's like yeah yeah. absolutely yeah (laughs) precise song that I always sing everyone's sick of hearing at some point (laughs) no but yeah um Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's jump to the to the wild card, which is a wild card. Um, this is my favorite song ever. <laughs> is it really? Yes. <laughs> I was now you're the first person I think that's picked a wild card that's like their favorite song, which I'm I'm surprised, but I'm excited. So yeah, uh, uh, is it Caribbean or Caribbean? I don't which, know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that word blue by Enya. Let's listen to a little bit of your favorite song. <laughs> Oh, 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 
that's your favorite song? The hold that that song has on me right now. Oh my God. I, I gotta say like, I, so I came across this song on an episode of Dairy Girls, which is a great watch for anyone who's interested in, um, yeah, it's on Netflix and it's, it's really funny. Um, and so I was like, whoa, I need to revisit Enya. The rest of the catalog is not for me. It just is no good. I, it's, it's good. It's fine. It's, I it's can't not do me. Enya, but I can't do it. It's, it's weird because like people find it calming and she really stresses me out. For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, because I used to work, be a preschool teacher for a long time. And so people oh. would want to play that at like nap time. And I'd be like, no, this is so fucking stressful. But no. um, so I am interested, yeah, that you don't necessarily like her catalog, but this song. Just this one song. I don't know why. It's just like got some. It's like, why do we like a song? I, I don't know what any of the lyrics say. Like, I just love the sound and the feel of it. I, re- I can recognize that it's got some like, um, sort of like medieval sounding. Um, yeah. I don't know what that instrument is that makes those sounds, but um, I, but I like it, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. The song is just like ethereal and like beautiful. And I, I think like I wanted to pick this one because I think everyone should listen to this song because I'm obsessed with it. And then like, I, I don't know, like I love just the like, zone, like the era I'm in in my life right now where I'm just like, I work from home all the time. I just like consume whatever sort of like media and culture I choose. I don't have any like outside. I don't know. I'm just like getting weird by myself still. Like I, I know quarantine's over, but I still like spend a lot of time by myself. But yeah. And I, I like refinding like these aspects of my personality that like are seriously not cool and like just really leaning into them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, mean, I can see you listening to ethereal Enya making celestial jewelry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> very, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, once I like got into this song, I was like, oh, Enya's like the like grandmother of like a lot of like, I don't know, like Grimes and like sure. Austra, like a lot of like more like electronic, like f- female fronted, like girly synth pop that I'm like listening to a lot like it's like oh Enya is like the founder of this in a weird way you're right that is true yeah like I Mm -hmm. don't think I think of that a lot but yeah influenced many things that are like cool and yeah I think that Enya is cool maybe they do uh she's cool she lives in like a castle with a bunch of cats too like she's (laughs) I don't know she's fucking figured it out but yeah like I don't know this like this last couple of years I've like gotten really like reconnected with like my inner child and like my like interest in like fairies and like magic and folklore and um so she like that song kind of is like on the level there but I don't know that song just like makes me feel romantic like I just want to like slow dance in a gown like <laughs> yeah it's very gowny yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know um, <laughs> no that's a, that's a that's a it's a good wild card for sure yeah and totally. like, it's pretty wild <laughs> yeah um all right so let's connect people to you and like let's let, get them to see your jewelry because i know that you happen to fight with instagram algorithm all the time now oh um, yeah i'm over it i'm the internet algorithms yeah yeah don't go to my instagram i mean you can if you want it's at iron oxide designs um but you i'd prefer it if you just meet me on my website it's ironoxidedesigns.com um yeah and I do like a little mailing list that I'm trying to like kind of turn into my like Instagram uh, in the sense of just like I'm not like selling through it I'm just like posting photos and talking about what's going on and I just I just am so disheartened by like how bad Instagram has gotten particularly for like small makers who built I mean I just know so many people who were like, I mean, literally like living the dream, like doing their dream work, selling their art and like were able to reach their customers and built this huge following. And then are just like, now their income is super threatened by it because the algorithm has changed so much. And it's like, if you're a big company, like you can just pay for ads, but if you're an artist, like you're not, you're not doing that. And so it's just, yeah, it's like, I'm curious to see what's going to happen next. And like, I don't know, I've just like gotten so sick of Instagram. I hardly even use it personally anymore. Just, yeah, I don't know, I used to love it, but so yeah, that's my rant. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I do encourage everyone to go to the website um, and check out what Amy's making. It's really beautiful and, and I think really unique and um, yeah. And to like know more of the story of like how this is 
ethical and um yeah sustainable is like really amazing and uh you are amazing and I'm so glad that you are thank you for having me this was really fun we could do this for like another four hours I'm sure (laughs) it's great to see you you. I love you too thank you for having me on this was super fun (laughs) holy moly that was so much fun I loved talking to Amy please go visit her website check out the beautiful jewelry she makes if you didn't hear the links they're also in the episode notes check it out Wow. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please give it a follow. Please give it a rating. If you don't like it, do not give it a rating. (laughs) You can follow me at juiceboxsays on Instagram or the podcast at lifeontrackpodcast. You can always listen to the full versions of any of these songs with a playlist that I've made of all the full versions of songs that's also in the episode notes. Yes, come and join me again soon. Happy Love Month. We talked a lot about relationships and a lot about growth. And I, on this past Valentine's Day, I am currently single. And I, with a group of friends, went to this kind of, to us, random local show that ended up just being a wonderful, beautiful night. And the band that played was called Non-Binary Girlfriend. And it was their album release show, and their album is called Big and Kind. And this song has just been on repeat since I heard it. So I'm going to play the title track from Non-Binary Girlfriend's new album to close us out. Hope to see you all again so soon on Life on Track. I love you and have a wonderful rest of your day. Being kind is not the same.